So here's a question. In a world that keeps moving faster and faster, how do women leaders like us, women who want to make an impact in the world through our career or business and not sacrifice our home life, how do we create balance and fulfillment in our lives, both at work and at home, without facing burnout or constantly feeling like we're chasing an impossible dream? That's the question, and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the Selfless Syndrome Show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm on a mission to help women leaders break through burnout so that they can build the life and body they are worthy of and step into the awesome power of who they really are. I'm the Selfless Syndrome Mentor, a board-certified women's health and leadership coach and alternative medicine practitioner. I'm a wife, mom, and stepmom to four boys and a furball, and I'm the founder of a rapidly growing women-centered coaching business. Stick around because on this show, you'll learn how to create the life, body, and career you've always dreamed of without having to sacrifice who you really are. Let's go. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley. I am joining you this week from the road. I have been traveling for probably the last two weeks, so my son is in Minnesota visiting his dad and my little dog and I have been in Minnesota and then we were in Vermont and Maine and New Hampshire for a week and now we're back in Minnesota and then in a few days we're going to be headed to California to our house there. So I, uh, in the midst of all that, have definitely felt the effects of not enough sleep and, you know, eating on the road and all of that stuff. And part of that led into what I wanted to talk about today, which is also part of what came up on our group call with my clients last week. And it all really started with, I have quite a few clients who work in the education world. So they're all headed back to school. You know, um, some of them teach at university, some of them teach in the younger years of school. And one of them in particular, you know, brought up, she, she said, I did really, really well with my eating until school started and then I just I just can't like I I just can't and and she brought up an interesting point because how she was feeling is that you know she was somehow failing at something right and and so many of us especially those of us who are high achievers over you know overachieving <laughs> we'll say that definitely me it like we take on these things just assuming that we should be able to do it because we are who we are and we can totally push ourselves in that way and all of that. And a lot of times, and I've experienced this, this as well, we get so overwhelmed that inevitably we end up failing because we stop. We just can't handle it. And we spent quite a bit of time really talking through, and I, I want to share with you kind of the, the high points of that conversation and then also <clears throat> the exercise that I had everyone do as homework. Um, so I'm going to give you an exercise to do it today as well. And if it serves you, awesome. And if not, also awesome. I am planning to, um, and I'll talk more about this. This is an idea at this point. I don't have a locked in solid date, but the exercise that we're going to go through is one I've done in like a half day workshop that I've run before in the past. And so I'm looking at doing that in October because quite frankly, <laughs> if we don't have something that we have to show up for to actually do it, I know I'm fully capable. And that means all of you are as well of not, of, you know, listening to it and being like, oh, that's nice. That's a good idea. And then not doing it. So here's, here's my thoughts around this, this, this whole cycle of, you know, taking something on, especially when it's related to our health and ourselves, right? This is, this is, I'm speaking specifically to things that we know we should be doing for ourselves that we try to add to the plate and inevitably end up throwing in the towel after a week 
two weeks, a month, whatever it is, because something happens or something comes up or we just are overwhelmed and cannot handle it. And what I invite you to consider in looking at this is not that anything that you are doing is wrong or bad or, you know, not the right thing. A lot of times we try to add stuff without first looking at what it is we really actually need. And so for example, in in the case of my client who, you know, we launched into this whole discussion and conversation around it's the focus just wasn't in the right place. You know, she was constantly being waylaid and distracted by her, her environment and her space. And she hasn't, she's been trying to organize her house for, I've known her for a couple of years now. Um, and she's, you know, been working on that and like something always gets in the way of that. Cause she's also trying to do all these other things. She's trying to eat clean and, and, you know, she was taking on a, a new diet to, to keep weight loss going. And we, my, my invitation to her was to just push pause for a moment and really look at how she was managing her stress. And here's what I want to say about stress. Cause going back to school, she teaches at university and we had another professor on the call and um, then two others who work in the education world as well. You know, it, it changes our schedule up and this is something else we've talked about in our group settings, but our schedule changes. All of us are dealing with going back to school, whether you teach or whether you have kids. Um, you know, so our schedule's changing, our routine's changing, our things that we're committed to are changing, and, and all this stuff is changing. And when we also try to add, like, oh, let's change how we're eating, and let's, you know, completely redo our bedtime routine, and let's let's just do it all at once. So there's There can be good and benefit in that, and it can also fail at, on epic proportions. And it's not necessarily your fault, it's how we've been trained. So my invitation to everyone on that call, um, and I, I wanted to get into, you know, I, I honestly feel like we've hit this point where doctors telling you to lose weight is like incredibly unhelpful because you can be doing all the things and, and struggling with that. And I've just come to feel the same way about stress. It's like, you know, go manage your stress better. What the hell does that mean? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> How do we figure this out? And so a good part of our call was centered around how we figure this out. And I, I wanted to share some of the highlights from that. So, you know, when you're looking at like, the first thing is most of us don't know when we're stressed. I just came back from my family as who lives in Vermont. My you know, mom, dad, and my younger brother are there. So I went to see them for a little, a few days. Um, it was about a week. And I'd forgotten how much stress comes with that. You know, my parents are divorced. They don't always get along. My little brother is very, very busy. We all, all, both my brothers and I all run our own businesses. So, you know, there's not always a lot of time and my mom can be, we'll just say challenging. I don't want to put her in a box, but you know, she and I don't always drive very well. And, you know, I noticed that my chest was tight when I was trying to breathe and my aura ring has been telling me my heart rate has been super elevated and I've had really low readiness scores and my mom is in pain all the time. So she's very, very active. So I was constantly, you know, doing too much every single day. And my body was just like, Oh, no, you don't. And you know, a lot of what I teach and what we work on is being able to tune in with yourself in that way and actually check in with your body and get out of your head. And and this is the, the crux of this conversation. You know, when we are failing at something, it's because we've intellectualized that, oh, this is the right thing to do without checking in with our body to just ask it what it needs. You know, I've, I've been talking a lot more about kind of the the basics of neuroscience, but one of the the keys I want to leave you with is like thoughts are the the language of the body, 
and feelings are the language of thoughts are the language of the, the brain sorry and feelings are the language of the body and those two things create our state of being and so when those two things aren't on the same page and lined up we get overwhelmed we get stressed we are not checking in with our body we are trying to just think our way through all of our things and we're not actually focused on the things that we need in the moment and so what this allows you to do is to take a pause and i'm not saying that how you eat isn't important or how much you exercise isn't important or any of those things what i'm saying is if you are struggling and struggling to make the time and, and feeling like you're failing and you know not doing the things that you said you were going to do and, and going through all the experiences of you know not keeping our word to ourselves like all of these things that most of us live through on a day-to-day basis right because we're overwhelmed and stressed out and have too much on our plate and don't know don't see the access point to change any of it and this is where you change it okay <clears throat> ask yourself what are you feeling in your body just tune into that and for some of you it might be a super foreign concept i've just started doing this this year and it's really still it's challenging but i've become much more aware where i used to just like be head down going and you know, sort of recognize that, oh, it's hard to breathe. This is anxiety, by the way, um, that I'm dealing with, which I've never taken medication for, but, you know, we can name it if we need to. But, you know, oh, my chest is tight. Like, like, what's going on? And then being willing to create what you need to move through that. And for a lot of us, it's not about doing more. It's actually about giving yourself some permission to rest, giving yourself permission to take something off your plate, giving yourself permission to just be for a few minutes. So I'm going to read through a couple of things um, just to help you think through and and flush this out for yourself. But I I really want to encourage you, you know, for for a lot of us, it's, it's needing to slow down. And some of you might be listening to this and be like, Dr. Alex, I don't have any flipping idea how to do that because I've got so much going on. I get it been there. (laughs) And I will also tell you that until you're willing to make that, even if it's for 10 minutes to just like sit and do nothing, um, a a super challenging thing that you can do for yourself, especially in the kind of world that we live in is like, even for just two minutes, lay in your bed, no phone, you're not allowed to like be processing journal, any of that. Like you just lay on your bed and be you can think, I guess, if you really, really want to, but that um, it'll challenge you to really get yourself in a place of just checking in with how comfortable you are actually doing that. So before we wrap up, and then I have to let my dog back in, it looks like, um, here's some things I want to think about, I want you to think about. And this, again, is an exercise that comes from a workshop that I will be putting together and, and running in a virtual setting um, in October. So start looking for for that. I'll keep information coming about it. But number one is what are two things you can do daily to feed your mind? What are two things, this is number two, what are two things you can read in the next 90 days that will feed your mind? What are two things you can do daily to feed your body with less stress? Sometimes that doesn't mean exercise, ladies. Exercise is actually a form of stress. So you got to look at how you're how stressed you are with what type of exercise you choose to engage in. Number four, what are your ultimate goals and aspirations for your health for the next six months? That one might take you some time to get through. So I'm just going to leave that there. Then you want to commit to something out of that, right? It can be a little thing. It doesn't 
it doesn't have to be big. I'm not telling you this to add to the overwhelm. I'm helping you. The idea behind this is that we interrupt that cycle and get you focused on what's going to move the needle the most in helping you decrease your stress and decrease your overwhelm. Because those things, you know, especially with weight loss, like if you're struggling with that, most of us, you know, we tend to, and I've been thinking about this myself, we always focus on the food, we focus on the, you know, exercise. For a lot of us, it's actually, if you're struggling, like stuck, it's not going to be either one of those things because chances are you've got those things dialed in and nailed pretty well. If you don't, then okay, you know, you know that and and you know what you need to do. But for those of you who like me are, you know, you have been eating clean for a long time and you exercised, you're pretty active. This is where the key is going to lie. It's in, it's in learning how to decrease the stress response in your body. Not like it's never going to go away, but it has to have the chance to deescalate. I've talked about this before on the show. The next set of four things that we're going to do, I'm going to give you, there's like three sections to this exercise. So you've got, you know, the first four, go back, pause, listen to it, get a journal out, all the things. Um, I'll try to post these questions in the show notes as well. Step two is to write down one to three times when you let your emotions get the best of you and were angry, enraged, or depressed, et cetera. Any of those, you know, more lower level emotions, we'll call them. I don't want to do negative, positive, just lower level emotions. Two, write down what emotions, actions you you could have taken instead of those negative emotions. I have negative in there. Instead of those lower level emotions, what? how could you have acted? Or what could you have done instead? Three, make a list of lousy words or thoughts that you find yourself using on a weekly basis that you think could trigger those lower level emotions. So what are the negative things you're running in your head telling yourself? We've all got them. Be honest about it. Four, make a list of empowering words or phrases you can put in place of those lower level ones. So you want things that are rejuvenating to you. And then the last step of this is you're going to choose one thing, one one thing, one that you can let go of today, in the next day, in the next 24 hours, from whenever you're looking at this, listening to this, one thing that you're going to let go of in the next week. And one thing you're going to let go of in the next month in order to move yourself towards health faster. And by health, I mean away from stress and away from overwhelm and away from burnout and towards some whatever the world of balance and equilibrium and just like peace and being, you know, who you really want to be. That's another exercise that at some point we'll do live on the podcast. Um, I have an exercise on changing your state of being. So you want to write down today, I will let go of whatever that is this week. I will let go of whatever that is. And this month I will let go of whatever it is. And they'll probably build and how difficult it will be to let go of them. So that's quite a few things. Um, I'm just throwing it at you. So <laughs> re-listen, re-listen to this, you know, pause it where you need to write down your thoughts, put yourself in a, in a place. This is, this is your challenge, right? Put yourself in a place. Like if you are feeling like you're failing and you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed and you don't know how to do all the things and you, you know, want to be eating a certain way or caring for yourself in a certain way and it's just not happening, forcing, using more willpower, none of those things are going to help. It's taking a moment from your day to do this. So carve out, even if it's just 10 minutes and just jot down the first things. It doesn't have to look any certain way. It doesn't have to be any certain way. Jot down the things that come up and start there because your access to what it's, what really needs to happen in order for you to be successful. Like the only thing holding you back, is just the 
well, your way of being to a certain extent and like the conglomeration of life and our tendency to stay busy by focusing on all the wrong things. Not, I don't want to say the wrong things, but the things that don't really matter, right? We want to get clear on what things going to matter the most for you, not what everyone else does should matter for you, but for you, what's that one thing? And then you focus on that and then you move forward. So all those questions, each step, uh, part one, part two, part three will be in the show notes and I will see you all next week. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Selfless Syndrome show. I truly couldn't make the show if it weren't for you, my amazing, lovely, and loyal listener. I so appreciate the emails, the shout outs, the shares, and the reviews, all of which inspire me and motivate me to keep coming back to the mic week after week in order to provide high quality content that helps you find that elusive thing called balance and really build the life, career, and body you are worthy of. I have one little request. If you have benefited from this show in any way, I would so appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and review the show. You can leave a five-star review, leave an honest review. This really helps us get in front of more amazing listeners just like you and keep growing our mission to help women leaders around the world build the life, career, and body they are worthy of. Thank you.